Happy Monday, boys. Happy Bundesliga Day. Trying to be uh, enthusiastic to kick things off, so hopefully my energy can be uh, be contagious for the chat. Uh, a lot happened this past week, fellas. We had uh, some juicy Pokal fixtures, obviously some good league play. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's just let's dive into it. Kino, where do you want to start? Um, well, okay, let's start with Pokal since that's what happened first. <laughs> we uh, we previewed those Pokal fixtures, you know, heading into the the fixtures. I guess end of last podcast. It was it was the next morning or next afternoon, really. Um, we had Dortmund, Frankfurt, Freiburg as you know three of those guys that we had mentioned in the top six who were in contention to stay alive to keep that top six alive in all three competitions and they managed to pull it out. There were some close calls. Dortmund only, only two, one over Bochum Freiburg while the scoreline two zero is a little misleading there. They, uh, they had more than their fair share of, of scare from Sandhausen and you know, Frankfurt may have, uh, may have gotten a little bit of a scare from Barbershot who was playing well, but in the end, you know, that they were bigger and better because Mario Goetze is who he is. And then, I mean, the, the other fixture, Nuremberg, Dusseldorf, 5-3 on penalties after a 1-1 draw. So, you know, the only Bundesliga 2 squad to uh, to make it through when it's nothing but the, the big boys left. Not that either one of those teams is, you know, unfamiliar with the Polkow, but, you know, it, it no real surprises, no real upsets, which is a little surprising for Polkow. You know, usually we talk about the, the fun part of Polkow is those upsets, those, you know, Cinderella runs of teams to the – quarterfinals, semifinals that are from lower divisions. Not really having that this year. Yeah, it was it was a pretty straightforward match day. Like you said, some of these were a little tense at times. Um, so it's definitely worth tuning into, um, you know, during during the day. You know, the Dortmund one that you called out, uh, you know, Marco Royce late in that one to seal the victory for, for Dortmund. But, yeah, I mean, otherwise you could maybe say the Dusseldorf loss with a little bit of an upset. Um, but I mean, both in Bundesliga two, um, you know, not too much separation in the table there. I do think just the better side of the two, but again, yeah, anything could happen in, uh, in Pokal. That's why I don't like penalties. Yeah, exactly. And that was the other thing I was going to call. I was like, it was left for penalties. And if you already have a game that anything can happen, well, yeah, (laughs) anything can really happen once you get to penalties. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the draw is it this Sunday? I believe so. You, didn't you say it was the like the nineteenth or something? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the nineteenth. So you know, we'll we'll touch on that next week. Because um, that's going to provide very... some really juicy fixtures coming into you know European play being back, and obviously the you know the traditional games going on as well. As you're going to have a lot of Bundesliga sides playing each other midweek, and then potentially playing the exact same team right afterwards on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, if you look at these teams, the teams that advance, right. Um, Very, very like, yeah. I mean, Dortmund, Frankfurt, Freiburg, Bayern, you know, all top of the table side. Leipzig, Union. It's just Nuremberg and Stuttgart. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's one of the more, I mean, you said it. It's it's one of the more like lopsided, if you want to call it, for um, you know first division. The last couple of years, I feel like we've had some lower level teams sneak a little bit later in the tournament. Um, 
but this year, yeah, very straightforward with with Bundesliga one sides, which again is just going to be uh, really interesting. I think it's a it's a must. It's a must win tournament for Bayern Munich. You know, <laughs> I'll just say it. It's it's very much a must win. Um, just where things stand, and so um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, uh, we got Stevie hopping in. Yep. Paul, you got any thoughts, uh, Pokal, before we switch gears to the league? Um, I'd say it's probably Bayern's to lose, honestly. Like, I know Dortmund probably was, and I feel like, you know, they've they had some stumblings in the round where we saw, but I feel like overall it's Bayern's to lose. And um, obviously, like, you know, reputation's everything for um the boss is in obviously there's been a lot of a lot of um um ups and downs with slopes just with their family ties of this organization so you know every w that we can get with um winning a championship that's that's always you know preferred and appreciated with um the fans and the organization as a whole so yeah yeah very very needed very needed um yeah, I gotta agree with you, Paulie. I, I think it is Barnes to lose just with the where they are mentally right now, um, with wanting to get over that hump. It's yeah, I mean, looking at these sides, obviously Frankfurt can cause them some trouble, right? We've already seen that. Dortmund, you know, on paper I would say so, but I think, you know, I hate to bring up the mentality word, but I think if it were to come down to it, you get a Bayern versus Dortmund and Pokal, I, I'm afraid that it would be a straightforward result for Bayern. I, I just don't think. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, part of me would like to see it. I think it would be really great for the league. But, um, yeah, to your point, I, I think Bayern would have to lose that themselves. <laughs> um, league play, boys? Sounds good. I think, um, I mean... Continuing the theme of, of pretty straightforward games, I think other than, um, you know, Stevie's call out last week with that RB Leipzig, uh, Union Berlin, which was, you know, a fire, firecracker of a show as uh, we predicted. I think everything else was pretty straightforward this week. I, I guess the Heritage Berlin over Gladbach, that, that one could be considered a little bit of an, uh, an upset there. Um, you know, Heritage, big performance, um, 4-1 over uh, Gladbach, but Otherwise, a straightforward week, lads. When you consider Cole was at home, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good call there. I, I think a lot of people weren't calling out, and, and then you know, not to toot my own horn, but that was one that I did highlight as like, okay, a little bit of a trap game with Cole being at home. Did I think it was going to be three 0 Maybe not, but um, yeah, <laughs> no, not but... Not, uh, not terribly surprised about that result there at all. Right. I mean, like like we said, the Cole's good at home. They rely on that fan support so much. They've only lost one game at home so far this season. Don't expect them to add too many more to that. That's just what that's just who they are at home. Frankfurt midweek fixture as well added in there, so it could be a little hangover from Pokal. Yeah, yeah, I'm not concerned with them. Um, like we said last week, I, I think they've got um, they've got the pieces to really be successful this year. Um, yeah, especially like those, those attacking pieces that we talked about. You even called it out, Mario Gretzka showing some resurgence. I just think they've got a lot going for them. They'll be fine. Uh, you know, kicking kicking the week off, we had the, the Schalke 
Wolfsburg. A little bit of a snooze fest. You highlighted that in the, in the notes, uh, back-to-back weeks with kind of a dismal Friday night fixture. Um, I'm glad that I didn't tune live into this one. Um, I learned my lesson the week prior with that um, very ugly Augsburg <laughs> Leverkusen. I said, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to bother with this one. Um, Ralph Fireman, three games, three clean sheets. I guess you take that if you're Schalke. Um, you know, nil-nil, not the worst result for them. I know they may need three points, but at least it's not a loss, right? Uh, on the other side, you've got Wolfsburg, who now are showing some uh, some deficiencies. Uh, you know. I think you cursed them. I did. I mean, I'll, I'll It's like that. the first thing you said when we were talking about league fixtures on the podcast last week was, you know, well, we like what we've seen from Nico Kovac. I don't know how long it's going to last. Turns out it didn't even last until the next match day. Well, you know, it, it has been it has been a really rough it's a rough week for them. Um, yeah, they've got to hit the reset. Uh, Nico Kovac isn't always great at that, but you just look back, right? They had the the tough tough outing against Bremen. You know, remember we we touched on that, um, and then they they had a good game against Bayern. Uh, it was still a loss ultimately, but. You know, I think that they would come out of that game feeling semi-motivated, you know, like like they did put up a good performance. Um, so I don't know. But, the, the, you know, the Pokal, it was a tough a tough outing there, uh, losing to Union Berlin um, the week, week prior, right? So they've had their – they've certainly had their ups and downs, um, all that to be said. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> You know, because looking, just kind of looking, looking RB Leipzig on the horizon for them. Uh, I don't know. You looking into Wolfsburg's fixtures? Yeah, I was just looking at what you know their next league play, right? Leipzig, yeah. yeah. Leipzig. Where, like, where can they, where can they get back on track? I don't, I don't. I mean, it would be a really good game for them to do that, but you know, they've got that, and then they're on the road to Colm, which you know we just highlighted how dangerous yeah. Colm are at home. So, um. Yeah, it, it does start to have some of those, those warning signs. And a lot of people have called out, you know, Nico Kovac for being a little bit of a uh, a fraudster in that way where his his sides maybe will will overachieve for a period of time, um, then kind of get figured out. And he, he's historically not been able to uh, to get things back on track. You know, and, and I don't know, a lot of people want to call it out they, you know, he hangs his hat on that Frankfurt side, winning the DFB Pokal, which we, you know, we're just talking about uh, how important that tournament is for Bayern Munich. Um, but uh, yeah, this is going to be a really telling time for him, I think. For sure. Um, what else, boys? Uh, Bayern Bochum, straightforward there. You know, we talk about straightforward fixtures. Uh, very straightforward day there, as expected. Uh, straightforward result. Maybe, maybe, not the best, one. maybe not the best performance from Bayern, but a straightforward result. Defense looked pretty. Yeah, decent. defense looked pretty. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, we could, yeah, certainly nitpick. Um, but at the end of the day, it's three points against the side you should beat. So right, and you got uh, a clean sheet. So yeah, another clean sheet for for summer. I believe that's with the second now, um, in league at least. And then uh, it's good to see you know Thomas Muller getting on the score sheet too. In the uh, most Nagelsmann. Thomas Muller style goal, 
like he is the king of putting like the right pressure on a player. You know, I think back to I think last season or maybe two years ago, he had that uh, that one against uh, Mats Hummels, right in a similar situation where they're both running back and his just sort of awkwardness results in the ball ending up at his feet in a jostle between the last defender and then the goalkeeper rushing out. It's just you don't see other players do that. Thomas Muller is renowned for you know his ability to pressure the ball and and run for days and I think other players may have just let that one go and put a little bit of pressure and made the you know the goalie make a decision on it but you know nobody is going to put the same pressure that Thomas Muller does and I think that's just an under underrated part of his game for sure and you know I also think you know touching on that Thomas Muller being Thomas Muller that, that's what we're going to need more of um, for a side that you know, it's, it's funny because I almost bite my tongue saying a side that has struggled to find the back of the net because I know <clears throat> numbers-wise they haven't, but there have been moments where a lot of people have pointed out, particularly during that streak of, you know, those those draws. Yeah. The, um, you know, well, if you have uh, Robert Lewandowski, you have that person that you know you can rely on late games to get you a goal, yada, yada, yada. You're kind of disregarding the fact that this team has actually put up crazy goal numbers this season. <laughs> Um, like historic, I, I believe, for the first half of the season at least. Uh, but it is, but it is, it is a good point. It is a valid point, nonetheless, right? Um, that there are moments where you kind of do need to pull a rabbit out of the hat, so to speak. And I think having Thomas Muller maybe get into form a little bit more. Um, you know, we talked about the first half; he did have that injury, um, and it was kind of shaky in the World Cup. You know, didn't look fully fit there. Obviously, we know how things went for that Germany side. But it does look now that he is back to fitness. And uh, I think now it's just a matter of how Julian Nagelsmann continues to integrate him in the squad, uh, you know, kind of, kind of utilize him. There's been a lot of question marks on, you know, who is that designated starter? And, mm-hmm. and Nagelsmann does seem to prefer uh, Musiala, which is understandable. Right. I mean, it, that's the future he's he's been on form this season. Uh, but that has kind of led a lot of questions in the press on, okay, what is the future for Thomas Muller in the, in this team, right? Because, I, I mean, for the vast majority of his career, he has been that undisputed starter at Bayern Munich when fit. Right. So uh, it's a different era, right? It's a different era. And I think that if, if Nagelsmann is able to get this right, and like we talked on last week, I think if he's able to get this call right and, and really get the most out of, out of Muller, um, the side's just going to be that much better for it. Yeah, especially with European play coming back up now. I mean, Thomas Muller does really well scoring in Europe. He's seventh all time and fourth on the active list. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> doesn't get much bigger than PSG, right? So exactly, uh, it's yeah, gonna need. Gonna need we'll have several guys it. on that list to handle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I know we will we will get on that. I, I figure second half of the show we can just talk about some of these upcoming European fixtures because um, yeah. there is a lot. <laughs> uh, Polly, Stevie, anything to jump out to you guys uh, this week? I think that you know the Dortmund wasn't another big one. Stevie, I know you're going to want to talk about that Union Berlin massive result there. Um, but yeah, where are we going to go, fellas? Yeah, <clears throat> for me, I think I'd have to. That uh, Union Berlin, uh, Leipzig. I know 
probably gonna get we were probably gonna get to it anyways but <laughs> yeah go ahead let's go it, it's just like a, that that was a one that we all circled as the game you don't want to lose if you're if you're one of those two teams because it's just the implica- implications of you know Bayern winning against Bochum which happened because it's Bochum um and just being able to keep up with uh, Bayern in this in the table, it sets up a really juicy uh, future uh, match day against Bayern in a couple weeks for Union. Um, at the same time, uh, I think like I think I think Leipzig will still be okay, but. They, they, I don't think they can, uh, they can't afford too, too many more slip ups if they want to really contend uh, for the title. Not that I don't, not that I think that they're completely out of it yet, but I mean, you lose a game like that and it's kind of heading that way uh, for them. Now, because if Byron wins today, they're 10 points ahead of them. <clears throat> or, or this weekend, they'll be 10 points ahead of them with a Fisher against them coming up. That raises an interesting question, right? Because we talked about which was better, I guess, for the league perspective. Mm -hmm. Do we think that, you know, obviously Leipzig started out back a little bit there, right behind Union. Which of those teams, I guess, could have afforded the loss more? I think Leipzig. I I think I agree. I I think Uh, Leipzig probably can handle the loss there, although the – you know, they were already further behind in points, but I think that sort of the the consistency, consensus might be that Leipzig could handle that loss more and and can make up that ground, and that maybe Union wouldn't be able to if they if they started. Because I, I think Leipzig has the uh, the squad talent, depth, <laughs> the squad depth, and, and the talent to be able to make up for it for that one loss. Uh, you you know they're going to try, you know they're going to come out firing and all on all cylinders against Bayern. Um, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna try to make it as interesting as they can. Um, and they have like and they have the players to be able to like okay, it's one it's one game. It's still February. We still have three months of the season left. You know we still have plenty of time. But the problem with that is <clears throat> you can't afford any more slip ups because you're already you know because of that that loss. Now you're kind of like well. If I lose one more, how how far how far am I falling back behind? Because um, I, I don't see very many games that Byron are going to lose uh, in the in the in the season. And I'm sure they'll lose at some point, but against who and at what point does would it matter? Who who knows? I mean, they could lose their last their next loss could be the last match day. We don't know, <laughs> and it wouldn't matter then. But I think I think. Yeah, but going back to that question, I think if Union would have fought, would have lost that game, I think, I think because of their the way they they play, I think they would have fallen behind quicker than Leipzig will. And I'm, and I'm not even saying just because of the, the fixtures for either one of them coming up uh, next couple of weeks, but I just I just think I just I just think. Um, Union has 
they, they still have some work to be done to prove themselves in, to the on the outside on the outside looking in. They still have a lot to prove to prove people. Um, can they can can they maintain this over the season? And if you lose against Leipzig, you fall in the standings. There's no telling, um, you know how how that looks favorably. Uh, you, granted, you do have Dortmund that's that's sitting right there too, with three points behind Bayern. So you know you do still have Dortmund that can apply that pressure too. If you know, in Berlin kind of falters, but I think uh, <laughs> I think we're going to be in for a uh, interesting second half. See, <clears throat> excuse me. So I, I, I see the, uh, I see the perspective there. I, you know, I, I, I would say you got to go strictly on points, though. I think that just on that basis, right? Union Berlin have has more of a cushion to lose that game, um, and and I think that we do look at it, we do look at it kind of on paper, right? As, as you said, I mean, the big thing that that we touched on last week that I'll circle back to is Christopher and Kungu, right? This Leipzig side is a very different side. Um, with and without him. I think that, um, I mean, he's back in training now. I, I think my big thing is if you're able to go into that fixture, you win that fixture without Christopher Ngungu, right? You're looking at, if you're Leipzig, you're looking at that thinking, okay, like we beat this other team that's up at the top, our, our closest rival outside of, out of Bayern, um, you know, between us and the, and the title. You got to feel really, really good um, coming in there without Nkuku. And of course, you could you could have the same logic and say, okay, we had a tight game against them without Nkuku. So, you know, if we had him, we feel confident that we'll get over the hump. So, I think for Leipzig, um, there's that bit of mentality. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, you know, I think I, I think Union just have, have a larger cushion. And I mean, you look at their performances thus far the second half of the season, right? They haven't lost a league game since November. That's a long ass time ago, you know? Um and and not just not losing, but they've they've won every fixture since then. Um whereas Leipzig, they've been a little bit more shaky. They do have a couple of draws in this calendar year. So one of them against Bayern Munich, you could say was a good result for them. But um they haven't had that level of consistency that we've seen from Union Berlin. So if you're in Berlin, you know, one slip up here against Leipzig, not the end of the world. If you're Leipzig, my fear is you, you still have not been able to, to, uh, to generate any type of momentum. And I think that was kind of your point, Stephen, is, is at what point does it become too late, right? Like at, at what point do you continue to try to climb, you continue to try to climb. And like we said last week, they've done a great job staying afloat without Nkunku, but if Bayern do go and win that that game, you know, and you do have that ten point gap, now you're staring at a ten point gap, um, which I think is a lot worse than you know Union, who would be staring at what a four, um, had they lost that, you know, and then Bayern get the win. But uh, yeah, juicy nonetheless. Nonetheless, very interesting question there. But I would just I would go purely on points. You know, obviously Union can afford a little bit more slip ups at this point, um, which credit to them. You know, credit to them. They've they've won games to put themselves in a position where there's a point behind Bayern Munich, which uh, you know is incredible. Yeah, uh, their next game is against uh, Schalke, and then they play Bayern. Which yeah, which you highlighted is going to be massive. <laughs> the, yep. um, you know that that Bayern that Bayern Munich one. Um, but yeah, it, it it's. 
they're tricky. I mean, let's be honest, boys. They're a tricky side to nail down, right? Because they're certainly overperforming, right? Um, a very team-minded, you know, team-first approach. You, you you don't look at that roster. You don't look at that roster and say, you know, this is their Nkunku, right? You know what I'm saying? Like like with, with Leipzig, we say, hey, you know, we wait and see when Nkunku is back. Uh, I'm not saying that they're totally reliant on him, but some people would, <laughs> you know? Uh, when you're in Berlin, you certainly don't have that. They're getting goals from a lot of different places. They defend well, really well. Uh, just, you know, a complete package. And at least for me, you know, I start to wonder when does the Cinderella story end, you know, and, and when do they come back to earth? And what they've proven really since they've came, since they've uh, been promoted to the, the top flight of Cinderella, they came back, but this is the first time being in the top flight. Uh, they've been nothing but consistent. You know, I, you know, getting better and better results and to be in the position that they are right now is, is, it's incredible. Um, but with that being said, like, like, would you say they're the second best team in the league, you know, behind Bayern Munich? And, and no, we'd all say, yeah, I mean, points wise, they are, but are they, you know, would, are they really? I would probably and go that's Dortmund. what's really fascinating about it, you know? Yeah. If, if, we're, if we're going to the second best team in the, in the uh, league, I think you'd have to go Dortmund. Just right, yeah. Based on how they're on their play, I mean, granted, you know, you, you can't take away anything from the way that New Berlin's playing, but on matching everything up, Dortmund is probably the better side. They just don't have the results for it. Uh, I mean, they have the lead in uh, goals for. They have a better uh, goal differential. Um. So, you're leading by five goals against Union Berlin. Um, I think Union Berlin averages maybe two goals a game. Dorman seems to be averaging like three, three goals a game. So, <laughs> yeah, but and, and I mean, you could say the same for for Leipzig, right? Too. Uh, yeah, you know, on paper they are quote unquote the better side, but that you know that's not that's not how football works, right? And I think that's what makes it very tantalizing to see. Okay. And, as we talked about last week, do Union Berlin have enough in the tank to keep this going? Um, but because but even yeah. even 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 a team like Freiburg, who's sitting mm-hmm. in fourth right now. I mean, are you are we really saying they're the fourth best team in the league right now? I don't think so. But based on results, they are. <laughs> I just I just don't I just don't see with the way that Freiburg is playing right now. I don't I don't see them as the fourth best team. In the league, and I think that's what kind of scares me a little bit about if the table seems to like keep this shape for the for the, for the rest of the season. I think this is what what kind of makes me nervous <laughs> going into Europe next year because you're gonna have Union Berlin and Freiburg in Champions League, so <laughs> and I mean. I mean Greg, I mean, could they handle? Sure. Uh, and could they use the money? Absolutely, they could. But if if we want the league to succeed in Europe, we're gonna we're gonna need Leipzig, Frankfurt, Leverkusen. We're gonna need those teams in Champions League. Yeah, the, the only one I'd say maybe not Leverkusen. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it, yeah. historically, yeah, historically, yeah. But if you tell me right now, you know, Union Berlin or Labor Keys in the Champions League, I, I'd honestly take Union Berlin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, especially you think about the road fixture for you know whoever they got to whoever yeah. got to go to Berlin, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna give them you're gonna give them a warm welcome. I, I'm not so sure you you're gonna get that with Leverkusen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, but but yeah, it's just I I think a lot of people thought Berlin. I I, I think people kind of view Berlin as that like that lesser city kind of scene. Where they kind of came up that one year, then they just didn't go away, and right you know, they. But Union Berlin has shown more consistency than Leicester City did. Yeah, Leicester City won the title back then, but look at what Union Berlin right? has done every every single year that they've been in the league. They've right. only improved themselves in, in the table. Like they, it's not like they were you know bottom half of the table or they were like relegation side their first year they were like top half of, of the table <laughs> like i i think people don't remember how good how i mean it was surprising but i don't think people realize just what that just what Union Berlin was doing that first season that they were that they got up right and, and you're further highlighting that that point that you know i was trying to make is is that they do have that track record Right, like, mm-hmm. like, sure, they may not have the track record of of competing with Bayern at that level, but every year we've seen them get consistently better, right? And we've seen them stay afloat, you know, and, and do relatively well in Europe, all things considered. You know, a side that hasn't had to juggle that type of schedule before, um, we've applauded them for the way that they've gone to perform. And remember, remember that streak, you know, with Max Crusa and all that. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, all that to be said, that that's the thing that does give me more confidence that this side is for real. They're not going to just go away because thus far, since they got back, since they got in the league, there I go again, since they got in the league for the very first time, um, they haven't they haven't showed us anything else other than the, the hardworking side that's going to, um, you know, it's going to be a tough tough fixture for anybody in the table. And um, and how, how how good is it for the Bundesliga to have? I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it, but when uh, Berlin was kind of, kind of new to like top flight, but how good is it for the league to have a good team in Berlin? Finally, yeah, yeah and the finally part. <laughs> and I mean, and and you can get into a lot already more. heard enough. <laughs> well, you can get into a lot more of that too. Is it, like, what's next for this club? You know, yeah. Um, Obviously, having that type of notoriety within Germany, you know, they're already such a beloved club. Um, and, and, you know, for most, uh, you know, the preferred club um, yeah. in Berlin. And, and But it, it kind of it begs the question for me, with Berlin being such a uh, – what's, what's the term? I mean, a flagship city, right? You think of the New York, the Los Angeles, the Berlin, right? Um, mm-hmm. London, right? Like, what's it's next? Like, how market. are they able to – Top market, yeah. Like, yeah. like, how are they able to capitalize on that? Because it, because right. it is an interesting like juxtaposition where you have a top market city, but a very, very small club. You know, all things considered. Well, it's like what we talked about when we said that if Union had Hertz's financing behind them, right? Where could they end up being? Right. But I guess yeah. What's the next step? And you know, is being linked with a guy like Isco who. You know, it's obviously not the player he used to be, but it still carries a big name. Is that good for that team to to be able to at least come close to getting someone like that and show that 
wow, okay, this is a legit team. Big name players could consider going there and playing in that. Like, is it become a more desirable destination? Uh, you know, there's an article uh, or an interview with Max Crusoe talking about how he's disappointed at how you know he left there and and was a mistake for his career, really. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think 100%. I think that really highlighted it because a lot of people were taken aback. They're like, what? Like, Isco alone coming to the Bundesliga. Um, you know, I remember when Chabi, Chabi Alonso coming to, to Bayern Munich was like, oh, my gosh. Like, And, you know, again, Bayern Munich has gotten all kinds of legends. But I think uh, particularly when you get, um, yeah, someone like that coming to Germany at, at this stage in their career, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, right. And to choose somewhere like Union Berlin, um, Granted, the deal fell through, but um, maybe for the best. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that touches on what Stephen said too. Is at the end of the day, like getting Champions League exposure, be good for them. I don't think they'd be scared of it either. I don't think they would. They would back down by anything. I don't think this team's scared of anything, uh, right? And whether it's the finance, you know, from the beginning that. standpoint of them just being sort of naive to it, I, I think for them, they're just a fearless club, and that's the the mentality that them and their fans have embraced. Well said. Well, let's take a quick break, boys. Good stuff, lads. Uh, any any call-outs for the weekend before we shut things down? Uh, back Bayern. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, some are switching sides. Is, is that really what the difference was? Or, you know, can Gladbach still still pull it out? Or do we think? Man, man balled out when he was with Gladbach and, and kept them in a lot of games. So there's the the game where Byron had, what, 20, like 26 shots on goal or whatever it was? I think that area is over, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, all Byron I fans hope. Yeah, I know it's on the road and all this and that. But, yeah, I think that era is over. <laughs> that very bizarre era, if you're not familiar with really the league. Bad. Yeah. Just... A little, little flashback to the 70s is, is yeah. done. I agree. <laughs> Unless like Hoffman is um pulls some magic out of his bag, I don't see it happening. Yeah, for them. No, yeah, <laughs> agreed. Big one for Wolfsburg, you know, hosting Leipzig. Um, we t- I mean, I touched on that earlier. I I don't know if this is where they get things back on track, but this would be a huge one for them to get on track. And obviously for Leipzig, that would be as Stephen called out. This would be a big blow if they were to drop points again. So you know that's that's one that jumps out to me. Schalke, a little bit of a bogey fixture with Union. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, you can you can talk to me later. Um, it's got the, the makings for, for something, but I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the ones you're going to overlook, right? When you're Berlin at home, yeah. lowly Schalke, like. Uh, I mean, and and uh, Farman has been playing well, so. Yeah, if nothing else. You know, a draw would obviously be another draw, um, which Schalke does seem very capable of doing. Um, I think would be a really good result for them. And obviously it would be disappointing for, for Union as they want to keep pace with Bayern. And, you know, I think we – well, it, yeah, it depends on how you feel about Gladbach, I guess. If You yeah. you know, if you think Bayern's going to – I think the Friday fixture is interesting too um, because we talked about how, how poor <laughs> Hoffenheim has been. But you never know what you're going to get with Augsburg. So we might actually get a fun one for a change. Um, we have a piece of mind to close the weekend out. I actually think that that could be a fun one. I think mine's going to dominate him. Very well, could I mean, very well, could 
Very well could. Very well could. You mean they will? Think <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's let's see how they look. Let's see how they look in in uh, in Europe this week. Fair enough. Because I mean, me and Polly could eat our words. They could come out here and, but well, not just me and Polly, all of y'all, all of us. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't necessarily talk down on them the way that uh, some of you did. So. I don't think it's going to be like, they're going to get stopped. I got some faith in Tina Chavez, but good stuff, fellas. Uh, big one tomorrow, boys. Get, get a good good night's sleep. It's going to be a, gonna be a fun one tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day to all who celebrate. Till next time. <laughs>